Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. For that, I should have an applause sign, right? <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, Renew Church and to Lights Camera Action. My name is Pastor Trevor, and man, it is an honor and a privilege to uh, be the pastor and the leader of this church. I'm super excited about what God is doing in this church. And, and uh, the beginning of this series, this is a six week series, so it's not just one special event, it's six different special events following six different movies and man I hope that uh, you'll come back every week that you'll invite some people uh, we'll have popcorn every week you take some tickets home and invite some family some friends some neighbors people that don't have a church maybe that otherwise would be adverse to church and just let them know hey there's a church in our city that loves you cares about you and just wants to be a home for you um, you saw the announcements the previews there that were, were there that one with elf with Will Ferrell that was supposed to be um, communicating that we do every second and fourth Sunday, and this is the fourth Sunday, we do Starting Point. And that's where you can hear our mission and our vision uh, and what we're all about. So actually, immediately following the service, uh, right next to the special needs class, all the way down the, the, the long corridor right there to the to right out when you walk out those doors, we're going to do Starting Point. We're going to have food. Uh, the kids are welcome, or we'll have some child care watching them. We're going to have some pizza. And we'd love to just share about a 40-minute session to give you just an idea of what Renew Church is all about, our vision, our mission, our heart for the city, and uh, that's going to happen uh, immediately following this morning's message. You know, uh, how many of you know that, that movies have influence? How many of you believe that, right? Raise your hand if you know that. Here's how I know it, because a couple of years ago, I was on a flight back from uh, Oklahoma. I was, I was flying back to Miami. I was flying alone, and uh, I was by myself, and, and I had really nothing else to do, but there in front of me, I didn't have any kids with me, my wife wasn't with me, so I didn't really have anybody that I needed to talk to. It was early in the morning, and built into the headrest in front of me was a, uh, a little TV. You guys seen those before? You seen those little TVs in, in the headrest in front of you? A mini TV, and it says on it, in-flight entertainment. It's like 7 o'clock in the morning, and I can't sleep, and so I'm, I'm thinking to myself, man, I don't sleep well on airplanes, and this is in-flight entertainment, and I'm kind of checking it out, and it has movies that are still in theaters in the airplane, and I'm like, how awesome is this? Why do I need to even go to movies? I'll just go on an airplane. Like that. that probably doesn't make much fiscal sense, but so I'm clicking on it, and I'm thinking, this is awesome. I have nothing else to do for the next two hours. I have no excuse. I mean, there's nothing else that I, I should feel guilty about doing. So I'm just going to start watching this movie that's in the theater that I wanted to watch. And I click on it, and it pops up, Dora the Explorer, a little preschool movie, right? And I'm like, oh, that was a mistake. And I hit the little X button, and I'm trying to work it again. And there it is, and, and in-flight entertainment, uh, in theater still, and I click on it. And it pops up again, Dora the Explorer, the preschool movie, and I'm like, what in the world is happening? And so I'm clicking, and I'm pushing, and I'm clicking, and the guy sitting in the seat in front of me is like feeling that, and the lady sitting next to me is getting a little bit nervous because I'm a little agitated, and it's never good to be agitated on an airplane, right? It's never good to do that. But the point that I'm making is, is um, I, I was like seriously influenced by the movie, and I wanted to see the movie. Needless to say, I learned a great lesson from Dora the Explorer that day. Just kidding. I didn't watch her. I just went to sleep because I couldn't get the TV to work. That, the point that I'm making is, is that movies 
have influence on us. And that's part of where this series comes from. That's part of why we're doing a message series entitled Lights, Camera, Action. And so the very first message in our series begins with a prequel to the Star Wars movie from over 40 years ago. That movie uh, written and uh, produced in 1977, A New Hope. How many of you have seen that? How many it's been like 40 years since you've seen that? But A New Hope, and how many are thankful for new technology? Because it's amazing what they did 40 years ago. I mean, that rover that looks like it's flying over ground 40 years ago. But like today, in today's day and age, you're like, man, I could have made that on my home computer, uh, some of the, the, the graphics and stuff. But the point is, is this is the prequel. Rogue One is the prequel uh, to A New Hope, and it's the story of a lady by the name of, a young girl by the name of Jen Erso. I think we have a picture of Jen. Uh, Jen is in an imperial prison, and she's been in an imperial prison for the last eight years. And going by an alias to avoid detection as the daughter to Galen Urso, who is a weapons developer for the Imperial forces. So Jen Urso has been in prison, and uh, she's just there, like, probably wondering, why am I in this, and what is happening, and what's going to happen to me, until the Rebel Alliance breaks her out. Check out this clip. Jin Urso. That is your given name, is it not? Jin Urso, daughter of Galen Urso, a known Imperial collaborator in weapons development. What is this? It's a chance for you to make a fresh start. We think you might be able to help us. This is Captain Cassian Andor, Rebel Intelligence. When was the last time you were in contact with your father? Fifteen years ago. Any idea where he's been all that time? I like to think he's dead. Makes things easier. Easier than what? That he's been a tool of the Imperial War Machine? You've never had the luxury of political opinions. Really? When was your last contact with Saw Gerrera? been a long time. But he'll remember you, though. Wouldn't he? He might agree to meet you, if you came as a friend. We're up against the clock here, girl, so if there's nothing to talk about, we'll just put you back where we found you. I was a child. Saul Guerrero saved my life. He raised me, but I've no idea where he is. I haven't seen him in years. We know how to find him. That's not our problem. What we need is someone who gets us through the door without being killed. You're rebels, aren't you? Yes, but Saw Gerrera is an extremist. He's been fighting on his own since he broke with the rebellion. His militancy has caused the Alliance a great many problems. We have no choice now but to try and mend that broken trust. What does this have to do with my father? There's an Imperial defector in Jeddah, a pilot. He's been held by Saw Gerrera. He's claiming the Emperor is creating a weapon with the power to destroy entire planets. The pilot says he was sent by your father. The title of my message this morning is Renewed Hope. 
and at Renew Church, our mission is to lead people to experience renewed lives in Christ. Our text this morning is going to be from Romans chapter 5, but I, before I even get to that text, I want to tell you a little bit about what the beginning of, of uh, Romans is about. Romans chapters 1 through 4, because actually Romans 5 starts with therefore, and anytime you read therefore in the Bible, you got to go back and read what therefore is therefore. So Romans chapter 1 through 4 is all about this justification that the Apostle Paul says that we have because of Jesus. Because of Jesus, we have peace with God. Because of Jesus, we have eternal life. Because of Jesus, we have salvation because of Jesus we have forgiveness we are justified by faith there's always another option though there's there's this other option which is to keep the law and the apostle Paul will talk about that but you've got to keep all of it 100% of it and there are a lot of laws over 600 laws in the Old Testament law but you've got to keep all of it, and you've got to keep it all the time so unless you can keep 100% of all the law all the time you're wasting your time. So really what the Apostle Paul is telling us here in just a moment is, is the only option, the real option, is to experience justification by faith through Jesus. That's the message. That's who we are. That's what we believe. And this is what it says in Romans chapter 5, starting at verse 1. And I think this is the way life is. I mean, Paul has been, and, and before I even read that, Paul has been suffering persecution and, and, and experiencing that persecution that the, the, the character development uh, is making out of him. But let me, let me read this for just a second. Romans chapter 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace into which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. You have verses uh, 3 and 4? Let me see. Maybe you don't have those verses. Let me read them in case they, they get... Okay, there they are. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame. God's, God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit... Whom has been given to us. Man, I need you to get this for just a second. The Apostle Paul has experienced so much suffering. He has gone through so much. Like he went from being a persecutor of Christians to becoming a Christian, converting his life, and becoming the persecuted. Being thrown into prison literally for his faith in what he believes. And it's creating in him this amazing man of God, the Apostle Paul. What we often forget though is, is that in the midst of our hopelessness what we feel like is our hopelessness which is all of the suffering and the persecution that God is actually doing something in your life that God wants to do something in the midst of your suffering because suffering the apostle Paul says produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope you see for Jen Urso suffering was part of her story it was part of her formation. I think we have a picture of the Urso family up here. Every piece of Jen's life from when she was a child, and if you watch the entire movie, you'll see some of this. From the beginning when she was a child and her mom was taken from her, her mom was killed in front of her eyes, and separation from her dad when her dad was brought back into the imperial forces, and being raised by Saul Guerrero, and then him abandoning her. She had seen suffering, but her suffering was developing something greater in her. 
That's where we get to in just a few minutes. Her, her suffering, all of those experiences, everything that she had went through from when she was just a little child to where she is at 23 years old, they are developing in her something really, really powerful. Let's watch this clip. What is this? It's a chance for you to make a fresh start. We think you might be able to help us. When was the last time you were in contact with your father? Fifteen years ago. It appears he is critical to the development of this super weapon. I've placed a weakness deep within the system. A flaw so small and powerful they will never find it. See, in uh, verse 3 of Romans chapter 5, it says, the Apostle Paul says, We rejoice in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance. How many of you rejoice in your suffering? Man, that's so hard to do, isn't it? It's so hard to be thinking as if you can rejoice in your suffering. For Jen, losing her family and spending those formational years in an imperial prison as a young person thinking, God, why would this happen to me? Why would I have to go through this? It produced a strong perseverance that caused her to be able to handle the challenges that she was preparing to face. Lance Watson says that for every storm, there's a school. And every trial is a test. And every experience is an education. And every difficulty is for your development. I don't know if you can see that in your life. I don't know if you can look into your life and picture the things that you're going through, whether it be at home or with your family or with a loved one or in your financial situation or whatever that thing is. I don't know if you can look at it and say, wow, this storm is school for me or this experience is education for me or this trial is a test for me, but I need you to hear it. I need you to think about it, that your difficulty is for your development. It's for something greater than even yourself. That's what happened with Jen. Compare your life to the, the story of the stonecutter. For the stonecutter, he's cutting at that, that rock, creating something beautiful out of nothing, and he hits at that rock how many times? 50 times, 60 times, 70 times, 80, 90, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99 blows, and nothing happens to the rock. And on the 100th blow, a crack forms and begins to create this beautiful piece of work. 
think about your life like that and think about the blows that you're going through and consider the fact that sometimes you don't feel, you feel the blow, but you don't know why the blow is happening to you. But just in the same way that that is happening to you, it didn't happen just on the 100th blow. It happened on the 50th and the 60th and the 90th and the 95th. All of those leading to the beautiful work of art called you. You see, Jen had suffered so much. And at that suffering at that time seemed like it was all for nothing. It seemed like blows for nothing. She didn't know why it was happening to her. But the suffering in her made her that much stronger of a person. When I think about this movie, Rogue One, it reminds me that wherever there is suffering, there is a battle for your soul. How many of you know Jim was in the middle of a battle? She didn't know she was the main character in saving the galaxy. But there's a battle for your soul whenever there's suffering. Look at the life of Job in the Old Testament. That's the story of this man that was faithful to God in the midst of all of the trials that he went through. If you want to look at it, you can go. It's right before the book of Psalms, right in the middle of the Bible. Job shows us that there's two ways to respond to suffering. One that curses God because of it. And the other that praises God in the midst of it. Let me say that again. There are two ways to respond to suffering. One that curses God because of it, and the other that praises God in the midst of it. I encourage you to go back and read all of Job chapter 1 and 2. But let me just highlight chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. His wife said to him, are you still holding on to your integrity? This is after he's lost his family. This is after his skin like takes on all these diseases. This is when he's lost all of his livelihood. And he said, she says to him, are you still holding on to your integrity? Curse God and die, he replied. And he replies to her, you are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? In all this, Job did not sin in what he said. And here's what the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He says, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. You see, suffering produces perseverance that develops the person. Are you suffering today? Are you going through something difficult today? I need you to know that suffering produces, as the Apostle Paul, as the Bible says, produces perseverance that develops the character and the person inside of you. Let's watch this clip. reason would my father have to lie? What benefit would it bring him? To lure our forces into a final battle to destroy us once and for all. Risk everything. Based on what? The testimony of a criminal. The dying words of her father, an imperial scientist. But don't forget the imperial pilot. My father gave his life so that we may have a chance to defeat this. So you've told us. If the Empire has this kind of power, what chance do we have? What chance do we have? The question is what choice? Run, hide, plead for mercy, scatter your forces. You give way to an enemy this evil with this much power, and you condemn the galaxy to an eternity of submission. The time to fight is now. Yes. Every moment you waste is another step closer to the ashes of Jeddah. What is she proposing? Just let the girl speak. Send your best troops to Scarif. Send the rebel fleet if you have to. We need to capture the Death Star plans if there's any hope of destroying it. 
You're asking us to invade an Imperial installation based on nothing but hope. Rebellions are built on hope. chance do we have you see her perseverance then she she had experienced suffering and suffering develops perseverance and her perseverance created in her this character so that when they ask what chance do we have her response is, is well what choice do we have we have absolutely no choice the death star is going to condemn the galaxy to an eternity of submission this giant weapon can destroy planets and if we don't do something about it there is going to be no hope for our galaxy. Jen knew that it wasn't about a chance. She knew that there was no choice. Man, in your life, I know that there's probably not an actual death star pointed directly at you. But you have a choice in life to make. To allow the weapons of compromise in the face of fear to cause you to submit to the things that you would otherwise never do. There are things pointed at you, and you have a choice to make, whether you're going to compromise or you're going to stand up. And let me propose to you that you really have no choice. There is no choice in your life. You see, Jen's suffering, it led to her perseverance, which developed in her this character to stand, even in spite of the rebel alliance and all of the leaders of the rebel alliance saying no. So when asked, you want to invade an imperial installation based on nothing but hope? Her response is, is, rebellions are built on hope. That ending scene right there was the scene where uh, there were the, the rebels of the rebel alliance. The ones that actually went away from what the, the rebel leaders said. And they said, we're going to help you. We're going to invade Scarith and we're going to help you get those plans to the Death Star. So they gather their alliance and they say, man, we're spies, we're sabotages, we're assassins. And he says to him, Cassius, the, the leader of that group said, everything I did, I did for the rebellion. And every time I walked away for something, I wanted to forget. I told myself it was for a cause that I believed in and a cause that was it was a cause that was worth it. Without that, we are lost. Everything we would have done, we've done because would have been for nothing. I couldn't face myself if I could give up now. None of us can. You see, Cassius said, I'm willing, I'm with you. Because of who you are, Jen, because of your strong belief and your faith, because of your character, I'm going to follow you, even knowing that there's probably imminent death going to come because of it, even knowing that they may be destroyed doing it. And here's what Saul, uh, Jen says to, to them as they're getting ready to invade that um, uh, enemy installation when they're trying to go get the plans to the to the Death Star uh, they, she says this to him this is kind of like their their uh, you know battle speech she says Saw Guerrero used to say one fighter with a sharp stick and nothing left to lose can take the day they have no idea we're coming they have no reason to expect us and if we can make it to the ground we'll take the next chance and the next on and on until we win or the chances are spent. Man, that's talking about character. 
That's talking about character that leads to a hope for the entire galaxy. Let's watch this final clip. Secure the airlock and prepare the escape pods. Your Highness, the transmission we received. What is it they've sent us? Help. That's where you guys should clap. <laughs> Did you see that, that bomb at the beginning of that clip, that atomic bomb that happened? Jen was on the beach of that planet that, that uh, exploded. She lost her life, uh, giving up her life for uh, this hope for the galaxy. To be able to destroy the Death Star, to be able to save the galaxy. And all of those rebels that were on that, aboard that, that ship that that day gave their life so that the galaxy could have hope the apostle paul says we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope and hope does not disappoint us because god has poured out his love into our hearts by the holy spirit whom he has given us Verse 6 says, you see, Romans chapter 5, verse 6, you see at just the right time when we were still powerless. When we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Next slide. 
Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Consider the fact that wherever you're at in life, whether it be in in this, what we might call the circle of life, whether it be in the midst of eternal hope and you're feeling hopeful today, or maybe it's suffering today, or maybe it's persecution today, or maybe your character is being developed today, it all leads back to this hope. No matter the way that things look on the outside, you can know that God is working on the inside. And I know that, that you're probably thinking, man, are you telling me I've got to give up my life Maybe. Maybe you're going to be a Jen Urso for somebody else. Maybe not physically, but in some other way, you're going to make a sacrifice for someone else. But before you do that, I need to tell you who did that for you. You see, Jen Urso in this movie is Jesus Christ. Amen? Jen Urso is Jesus Christ who came before us at just the right time. When we were still powerless, when we were the rebel alliances that said, what hope do we have? What chance do we have? And Jesus said, there is hope. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for you. You see, Jesus is breaking into enemy territory. He's getting the plans, even now, to save you from an eternity of destruction. It may seem like there is no hope, there's no chance, there's no opportunity for salvation for you. Whatever the case, whatever the cause, whatever the reason behind it is, but Jesus is Jen Urso breaking into enemy territory, coming behind enemy lines to take the plans to the Death Star and destroying them before they destroy you. That's the hope that you and I have. Hope is the confident expectation of the good things to come. So let me ask you this, and I'm going to leave you with this question. What is your hope based on? Because if it's based on anything else, if it, your life is built on anything else, as I said even before we started this message, man, how's that working out for you? I don't think it is. I'm not a mind reader. I don't know your whole story. I don't know everything about you, but I just know from seeing example after example after example of people, no matter their status, no matter their, their, their level of, of fame or fortune or whatever, it just does not satisfy. If your hope is built on anything else, it just won't, it just won't work. Man, our mission at Renew Church, as I mentioned before, is to lead people to renewed life in Christ. We want to help you experience that. It's not renewed life in us. It's not renewed life in, in uh, you know, just doing good works. It's because while we were still sinners, Christ came in and defeated the enemy and took our guilt and took our shame and gave us a hope for today and for tomorrow. Our 
our church is based on this verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17. And if you're new, we want you to take a coffee mug and a little wrist, uh, wristband and uh, some information about our church. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Where, where is your life? If you look at your life, if you look in the mirror today, are you a new creation in Christ? Are you still living the same way you were a year ago and 10 years ago and since the beginning of your days? Like, become a new creation in Christ. Experience everything that he has for you. Not in your own strength, not in your own ability, but in Christ. He can do new things in you. If you're suffering today, come to Christ and allow him to give you a hope that perseveres whatever that circumstance is develops in you a, a, a character that you people are like, why can you praise God in the midst of your suffering? It's because of Christ and the hope that I have in Christ. Man, God wants to do some things in some Jen Ursos today, some things in some people's lives today, not just for you, but for those people around you in your galaxy, in your family, in your community, in your workplace. God wants to do some things and he wants to use you because they're not using me. You're going to be the messenger. You're going to be the one that's going to carry his message. That was the plan. That was the great commission. And he said, go into all the world and make disciples. He didn't say, hey, I'm going to write it in the sky. He didn't say, I'm just going to, I'm going to just take care of everybody that I want to and, and uh, everybody that's not meant to be they're just not going to be he said you do it you will be my example you will be fishers of men so we got to be a part of it we got to carry that hope into a dying and lost and broken world would you stand with me this morning We're going to sing a closing song and our uh, prayer team leaders we've got a couple of prayer team leaders that are going to be up on the front on both sides of these these speakers here and and uh, you're welcome to come and pray if you have a special need you can ask them to pray specific you can ask them just to pray in general just pray for you and they'll pray for you whatever the need may be man we just want to give you this opportunity to come and pray to just lay your life before god and say god i give you my suffering God, I give you my struggle. God, I give you my hopelessness. God, just have your way in me. So as the musicians sing, sing with us. If you want to come and pray, come and pray. And then at the end of this, I'll lead us in a closing prayer.
Kayla, will you come back up here, please? Little Kayla, Reno, come up here for just a minute. She just came down. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Where are you? There you are. Let's see you. Come on. Kayla came up to me in the, uh, come up here, step up here. I know you're shy, but come on, come on. She came up to me just now and said, hey, will you pray? Jen Urso. Yeah, let's give her a round of applause. Give me a second to gather myself. Kayla came up to me just now, and, and uh, she's gone through a lot. It's been a tough, tough year. She, she tries to be strong for her little brother and for her dad and her mom, but she has had a tough, I'm telling you, tough year. Stuff that she's had to deal with that she shouldn't have to deal with. It's not fair. Super proud of you. I want you to know that. You hear me? Very proud of you. She came up to me and said, Pastor, will you pray? Because, you know, one of her best friends, what's your best friend's name again? Tavari. Tavari died this last week. Just a little girl, man. How many know Kayla's in the midst of suffering right now? She's facing that suffering and she's trying to figure out why this doesn't make sense. And she's trying to persevere in the midst of her suffering, but I'm telling you that Kayla's character is being developed and she may not see this right now, but there is hope for Kayla. There is hope for Tavari's family. And we can rejoice that if Tavari knew Jesus, that there's eternal hope for her so we don't have to worry we don't have to fear we don't have to be afraid but I don't know if there's others like Kayla right now that are suffering today maybe in some area or another in your life but first of all let me just let me see a show of hands if you'll pray for Kayla will you just show her right now if you'll pray for Kayla lift your hands so they can see you see those people they're gonna pray for you will you pray for Tabari and the family Tabari's family see that we're gonna pray Put your hands down. Now, if, if you have a suffering moment, if you're dealing with something in your own life and you're saying, Pastor, I, I've got my own struggles. I've got my own trials, my own sufferings. Would you pray for me? Would you just lift your hand and, and show your hand so that others can see and then we can all pray together? Would you just show your hand if you're, you're going through something? Awesome. See your hands. Your suffering will develop in you perseverance and that perseverance, character, and character hope. You see? It's a cycle that will continue until we face and we'll, until we cross that line into eternity. But let's pray even now for that. But before we do, I'm going to ask also, because in a room like this with visitors today and some of you are first times, and man, I'm so glad that you're here. I hope that you feel welcome at Renewed Church. But if today you haven't experienced the hope that comes only in Jesus Christ, let me tell you again, like the Apostle Paul said, it's not based on works we are saved by grace through faith not by works so that any man can boast so in other words that faith can be even declared even today just by a show of your hand and a
praying of your prayer, breathing out and saying, Lord Jesus, I believe in you and I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior. If that's you today, if you need Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior, even if it's just one person in this room, you can go be seated, Kayla. Even if it's just one person in this room, would you just lift your hand and say, Pastor, I need Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. Would you just lift your hand right where you're at, wherever you're at, if that's you today, would you make that declaration? If that's you today, would you make that declaration? I'm not going to bring you to the front, I promise. But if that's you, would there be one? I won't wait long. But would there be one that says, I have not declared it? Let's pray together. Let's ask God to help us. Bow your heads and close your eyes with me. Gracious Heavenly Father, God in heaven, we come before you and we know that there is suffering in our world because we live in a fallen world. We live in a broken world. God, I ask that you would remind us that even in the midst of our suffering, that you are faithful. God, that you, your word is sure, that we can trust you, that we can build our life on you. God, that this suffering will produce in us perseverance. And that perseverance develops character within us. And that character, a hope for eternity. God, I pray right now for uh, little Kayla and Isaiah, Don Reno, oh God, and uh, just that family. God, I pray for Tavari and, and uh, their family, oh God. You know what's going on in their days today, God. You know there's all kinds of suffering happening in their, in their world. God, remind them of who you are. Give them peace in the midst of their chaos, I pray. Go into that place wherever they're at. God, for these people that lifted their hand, that are suffering, that are facing whatever the challenge is, God, I pray that you'd go to right where they're at and they would experience a peace that passes understanding, that they would start to feel a persevering work happening in them that's developing in them a greater personhood, a greater, greater character that developing in them something that they never knew they could be on their own. God, thank you for the hope that we have in Christ. Thank you for what you've promised to us. Even while we were still sinners, your word says Christ died for us. Thank you, oh God, for that. If you haven't made that declaration, it's a simple prayer that goes like this. Lord Jesus, I believe you sent your one and only son to die on the cross for me. I pray that you would forgive me of my sins. Come into my life and make me a brand new creation. Lord Jesus, because you died for me, I choose to live for you. Right now, I'm asking you to be my Lord and to be my Savior. God, thank you for saving me and setting me free. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. Let's give Jesus a round of applause. If you made a declaration of any kind today, man, we would love to hear from you. You can uh, send us an email. You know, the best way to do it is with that connection card there on your chair, uh, on your seat. Just tear that off, fill it out, give us the information, put your, uh, you know, if you check the box saying, I made a decision to follow Jesus today, let us know that and drop it in the box on the way out or the bucket when the ushers are there. Uh, but we are so glad that you're here uh, this morning. Mikey, come on up and close us out. Keep that clapping going if you have hope in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the part of our service where we worship God through the giving of tithes and offerings. So let's do that.
God, we thank you for, for sending your son to die for us most importantly, Father. But we thank you for the resources, Lord, that we've all been blessed with, God. And some different amounts, Lord, but resources nonetheless, God, and they come from you, Father. Lord, I pray that you bless this, this offering today, God, and, and that it be used to glorify your kingdom, Father, to, to help families in this community, Father, to help change lives through the love of Jesus Christ, God. And I pray for all the families here represented, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Remember, after this, we do have starting points, so that's for anyone who just wants to hear our vision for this church and this community, our core values. If you have any questions that you want answered, that's the time to do it. It'll be right after we're dismissed. It's in the art classroom. There'll be a sign there. So please come join us. There's free food, child care available. And that wraps up today's service. God bless you all. You may be dismissed.
love is deep, your love is wide.